The government has made it very clear they want to protect an unborn fetus, but could care less about protecting children from gun violence in school. I guess once born, it truly is every person for themselves. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live on Digital Stream Radio, where you can access that live stream every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. My name is Tom, and I'm your host, and with me, as always, are my friends, starting with the first one to my right... Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And J-Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. Welcome back, darling. And I welcome you to the dish. We have a very, very um, interesting dish for you all today. Um, It seems that we have had a very, very unfortunate but yet unprecedented week, uh, which we're going to get into at some point throughout the show. Um, I'm feeling like today might be... It's going to be a heavy day. We're going back to a gay talk, like a deep gay talk vibe. Yes, absolutely. Um, Only because there's so much that has happened in the last week, specifically with the SCOTUS decision uh, to overturn Roe v. Wade, um, which has a lot of implications not only for our fellow female and women all over the U.S., um, but could potentially end up being something that could significantly impact gay rights. And a lot of other landmark decisions that were made using the same um, doctrine or or premise. And so we'll get into that a little bit later on today. Uh, but I want to just say, first and foremost, uh, we just celebrated Pride yesterday in New York City. Pride continues to be celebrated all around the world and all over the country. We've got upcoming Pride events even beyond June. So I just wanted to say... Relishing the moment and happy Friday, happy pride to my brothers, sisters, and everyone in between. Um, I hope that in some way, shape, or form, you have found an opportunity to celebrate and enjoy the fact that for now we have our liberties and our freedoms and all of that good stuff that allows us to be who we are, which is truly amazing people and members of the LGBTQ plus community. So, welcome to today's episode. I'd like to start by opening the table to my friends and sort of kind of talk about weekends before we jump into some of the serious stuff. So, Trish, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm I'm exhausted. This month has been a lot. Well, um, I mean, you you've had quite an interesting, uh, you know, uh, month to say the least. Gala happened, and gala doesn't end on the day the event happens. No, there's so much more that happens. Mm-hmm afterwards so so how how have you been navigating your very first gala at your current employer i mean like i'm i'm pretty much done i mean we're closing out um you know the financial aspect of everything right we have to chase some people down for money um it always takes forever for like sponsors to write their checks and send which them is in. always fun right yeah. hey by the way i mean you committed to x amount of dollars yeah i actually with- had to call my boss my old boss from long wharf and i was like hey so this is awkward but i need you to pay your pledge <laughs> i want my money <laughs> um but honestly it was fine um but i also had a show this weekend we did hairspray oh nice uh, and i had an event friday 
Saturday, then I was there Sunday, and then Sunday morning I had a board meeting for the Pride Center, and then I had to work at the bar that evening. I'm I'm just honestly I'm just burnt out. Like this weekend was this whole past two this past month has just been a lot. What was the show that you had? Was it six? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Broadway. And people like rave reviews and I'm really so good. I'm kicking myself in the fucking butt for not taking you up on the offer to see it. um, They're coming back in August. So you'll be able to see it then. Okay, good. Fantastic. Lovely. And over (laughs) to my other homeboy over here. She had a fun weekend. The boyfriend's boyfriend. boyfriend. Um, How are you, Jay? (laughs) (laughs) She's recovering. I'm recovering. She's recovering. I got burnt. Yeah, she's. I, I caught some sun. I wasn't, I, you know, actually, I, I went camping, of course. Right. First camp out of the year. You were Late. actually in a tent, though. I thought you were yeah. in an RV normally. No, that, well, I didn't take my RV. It was a new spot. Um, it's an invite only. It's an LGBT campground. Oh, cool. In Pennsylvania. And, uh, amazing. We should totally go. Amazing. How did you get, I would never camp. It's, How did you get on the list? and everything. And a big pool. Yes. Can you imagine me crawling out of a tent in the morning for people to see? <laughs> I, will make sh- I will make sure to have yeah. bags of ice to like sort of kind of unswell you. Okay? I'm, I'm a straight up half. You're going to have to like hold a sheet up while I shimmy I to the bathroom. It. I will do it if I so have to. So that I can to. put my face back There's on. actually, yeah. uh, they have like little cabins you can rent as well. So oh, okay. yeah, she'll be in one of yeah, those. Yeah, you can prep. <laughs> but uh, no, it was, it was amazing. It was really good. Um, my brother-in-law has a friend that, that has a, he's a, Oh boy, I went blank. He's a, a resident at the campground, so he invited him, and so it was and extended. now that he went, you know, he can now invite return. other people. So it's so so. What kind of things did you do? Was it just camping, yeah. or were there no, events? Campy. They do. They have a full schedule of events. They do uh, hiking. They do uh, pool parties. They do club nights, themed club nights. The first night was loin cloth. Second mm. night was ABC. Anything but the clothes. <laughs> so you have to be creative, right? Creative, and so yeah. you were telling me that someone took two yeah. Target bags and put one in the front, one in the bag, and that was their outfit. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So you yeah. just get creative. Get, get you creative. Yeah. You just going shopping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for a hub. And, uh, oh my god, that's but, too funny. Yeah, it, was, it was nice. It was really nice. It's, it's a huge campground. They have trails. One of the trails is like a, an hour, an hour trail walk, and you know you have your spots along the trail. Right, got it. Yeah. Um, there's a little river that you can go and hang out and canoe and right. uh, and do water fights. I mean, there's a full event of stuff going on, like nine, ten, eleven, twelve. This shit going on all day. So, what was your favorite thing that you did? I chilled. I smoked. I <laughs> ate and hung out at the pool. All I do. I'm not a big swimmer. I just kind of lounge. Yeah. Right. Uh, First day, what happened to me was first day we got there, I'm setting up. So I didn't take my camper, uh, but I have a tent that I bought that props up in the back of the pickup in the bed of the truck. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you sleep on the truck. So I'm setting it up, not thinking, take off my shirt. I'm in my shorts, sandals, mm-hmm. and I'm putting it together. He's not thinking. Not thinking. I'm He's just like, thinking. you know, just, I, I got to get thinking. this done. He's advertising. Yeah. And I got burnt, like I crispy um, burnt. So it's it's important to notice that Jay, um, ordinarily, although he is Puerto Rican, yeah, is a, I'm, he's I'm a lying. very white, pale Puerto Rican that actually sunburns. Yeah. Um, so he has to be very careful, dude. You have to wear your sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so doesn't any can't any Puerto Rican get a sunburn? 
Well, uh, some of us burn easier than others. Right. So some <laughs> of us will Look burn, and then it'll turn like really nice and dark yeah. and brown and and delicious. I go outside for a cigarette, and I'm like beet red. So yeah, yeah. That's her. So that's that's me if I'm not careful. So. And you went with your brother-in-law, yep. um, <laughs> with your wife's brother, and yep. your daughter. And my daughter. Is your brother-in-law He's part- gay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And your daughter? She's not. Okay. <laughs> she's she's not, fun. She's what fun. She is. Yeah, she's a, she's a hoot. Yeah. But her cousin went, so um, her cousin went, and her cousin's dating a friend of ours, okay. female as well. So three girls, three guys hanging out. My brother-in-law invited a friend of his. The girls were topless the entire weekend. They did their own thing. They They drank. Twice as much as I did. I mean, these women can fucking drink. That's amazing. They can drink. They were putting it down, and I was like, "Eh, "I'm good. I'll just smoke. I'll hang out. I'll watch (laughs) you guys get stupid." Um, But it was fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was nice. So, how fun was it? Like, like, I don't want to put you on the spot. No. um, If if I was on Grinder, it would be blowing up. Like, did you potentially get monkeypox? No. Okay. <laughs> I hate her. Yeah, I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> no, I, I was a spectator. Honestly, what? like, it did look like, from no, it the was photos, fun, yeah. it looked like a blast. I mean, I don't really like camping, but yeah, like, I, I, see, I would I, consider it. I need air conditioning. Yeah, the pool party was nice. It was it's cool. Yeah, it was hot. So you told me that they sell connections to power. Like, yeah. you pay 15 bucks and you get. So I would bring my portable air conditioner, put it in my tent, have the exhaust go out, and best be known. <laughs> Unzip it and just put yeah. your butt outside the. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, here you go, fellas. A repeat. It's a repeat. nice and fresh. It's no. not, not a window, but yeah. it'll work. No, no, but it was awesome. like, yeah, it was nice. It was a, it was a nice, and it's huge. There's so many people there. I yeah. mean, like it was massive campground. I mean, I didn't, I walked around a little bit. I didn't walk. In, it was so too fucking hot to, yeah. to really even. Let's let's go to the trail. I was like, yeah, I'll catch up. Fuck that shit. I'll no, be there. I was hour. being extra lazy this weekend. Are there like cookouts or restaurants or like? Um, you bring your own food. You can cook. There's a restaurant at the location. There's a little bar. Well, not bar because they don't sell any liquor it's byob everywhere in there okay so right. you just Cheaper. bring your stuff yeah bring your stuff even the parties and the events bring your own drinks oh. but they sell food and soft drinks and stuff like that the, i just uh, keep walking back to my camper i'll be like i'm yeah. just i'm gonna go pour myself a little That's cocktail in my red solo cup and then i'll be right back yeah and then and then i noticed people were walking around with their little rolling coolers full of drinks and that's what a lot of people did sounds like such a fun time honestly it was like, nice it was, like, nice. We it was should, fun. we totally should do it We'll bring the equipment. We'll record a show right from, you know. Oh, that could be a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, why not? It's nice. Uh, The resident queens were nice. They were sweet. Really nice. The resident queens? The resident queens. There was one of the girls that lived there, (laughs) or she's there, you know, for the season. Oh, right. Uh, and uh, so, like P Town, you know, you have all your people that just go up there and live there to work and be the people that provide the entertainment, right. like Miss Richfield and all of these other like crazy queens. So, so this place has their resident queen. Yeah, she even did a show at the on the on the pool deck. Yeah. Right, she's a drag queen. She's doing her performances. I heard she was hung like a horse. Yeah, can't can't talk that back. Mm, nah, it, it was clothing optional, girl. So oh, okay. yeah, and it was clothing optional. All right, yeah. all right. She more, wasn't clothing I optional. Saw, I saw more sex than I'd care to for a night, but it was fun. Okay. It is what it's, it is. So is it always a gay camp, or is yes, it just like this one event? Gay owned and yeah. operated. There's oh, so like every seven. weekend, it's right. like a thing. And yes. there's two of them in Pennsylvania. Imagine yeah. that, Quaker County. Yeah, Quaker country. 
Wow. It was nice. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's like the driveway, when you go in, it's a dirt driveway, and then it splits off, private driveway, and then they had their little sign, and it's called The Woods. <laughs> so the people, woods. Where are you going? The Woods. The Woods. <laughs> okay, but like, where do you charge your cell phone? Uh, you can you can either bring power banks or you can rent uh, a power strip type thing. Okay. Yeah. That's important to know. Oh, of yeah. course. I mean, you, you've got to have me. it. Trust me. I, you know me. I'll bring. I'll bring batteries. I threw on my yeah. I threw on my truck on Saturday night. Turned on the truck, plugged in the phone, and just let it charge. Yeah. My, my truck has a plug in the back. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, like you can yeah, plug. The FJs have. So uh, the FJs have an actual. It would never buy a car that didn't have something in the back. <laughs> no, because so FJs are meant to be all-terrain vehicles, right? Yeah. And so you can actually bring your FJ on the beach. You have to flatten your tires yep. so that you right, can yeah. have really good traction on the sand. And then when you're done, you plug your your air compressor right into the back of your FJ and fill your tires back up. Yeah. There's literally a plug in the back of my car. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. My last question for you uh-huh. about this camp, considering everything that's going on in this crazy fucked up country, was there any like security or like, yeah, there, there are secure. They do have security. Um, they have a staff of about five or six uh, security guards during the day and they alternate shifts. So they're security 24 seven. And they're also camping. So you'll see them working security. And two hours later, you see them in a bikini. Okay. It's, yeah. So it's, it's really, it's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's I'll be cool like, then, so you can protect me and then you can just dismantle me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Protect you and wreck you at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. No, but like yeah, that. that's what I like. They have security they check, they make sure they keep an eye on everything. It's, it's yeah. a nice, it's a nice crowd, and it's a mixed crowd. I mean, just like thinking about like the current state of America, like <clears throat> when it comes to gun violence, when yes. it comes to mass shootings, when it comes to you know just general rhetoric around the LGBTQ plus community. Well, I would be yeah. nervous about the, the good thing is it's it's by invite only, so you you only get to go if you're invited. Okay. <laughs> it's, I I went online because I was trying to find their address in the beginning to. Uh, gps it and i had a bit of a hard time just trying to find the address right right so it's not like if you look up the the website for the campground it's very basic there's not a lot of pictures there's not a lot it's very limited to what you get right off the back you should reach out to somebody at the campground and we should have them on the show because i would love to talk a little bit more about the experience and how people if people are into it like how they can you know be there or go yeah Right. Yeah, well, absolutely. now that you've been, yes. you can technically invite someone, right? Yeah, I believe. I believe that's the way they they work it out. So I, I'm gonna double check on that. But yeah, you should. You should make sure that yeah. you become a member, <laughs> right? And yeah. then we can figure out a way. If maybe one of the activities is to record a live podcast with people, um, and we can have a show. Oh, that would. We be haven't it. done a live show in so. Long. I know. You've never no. done a live show. No. No. You've never been. Oh my god, we've had oh. so much fun uh, during our live shows. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, boy we have no no, but it was nice it was a really fun weekend so one of the things that i loved about our live shows is that some of our local businesses would donate like for example gift certificates um we did cash prizes uh where we would have you know drawings so people would sign up for our email list for example and they would get thrown into a drawing for either one of the gift certificates or a cash prize nice and people would come out Oh my god, we would have such a really good turn. I remember yeah. the ones that we, we did one at Partners. I think my favorite was the one. I, I love Partners. I worked there, but my, when we did the one at York, <laughs> and we were on the 
On the patio on outside. The patio. Yeah, but yeah. we were at, like up top. Right. That was so much fun. Overlooking everyone. And um, it was full. It was packed. Yeah, we did. We did. We nice. packed the house. We we were talking politics as always, you know. Um, but so we worked it out because we know when you, when you start talking politics, these bitches don't want to listen to any of that. They just want to drink and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And, you know. A lot of the the stuff that we talk is about things that impact the community. So one of the ways that we worked it out was we're not going to call the raffles until the after the show. So those who wanted to win that one hundred dollars cash had to stick stick around (laughs) all the way to the end or even the prizes that we had, you know, but I, I will I I will say that, you know. Dave has been amazing. Joe Goodwin has Mm -hmm. been amazing supporting our show, which are Pride Center. The Pride Center. Um, equally, both were either one or own one of the two gay spaces right in downtown New Haven. Um, we had um, uh, S- Sonia from Barracuda. She gave us gift certificates oh, yeah, um, for right. dinners nice. um, at Barracuda. So, so we we've gotten a lot of really good support, and I'm really thankful and grateful. Yeah, and the community. camp. I mean, the campsite, even the general store. Let me tell you, they fully equipped. You forgot your speedos? They sell them there. All <laughs> she won't be wearing yeah. a speedo. Uh, no. They they sell it all there, She'll which was walk really in cool. Some yeah. sriracha, sriracha. Thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, what I will say though, which is kind of exciting, is this year um, New Haven Pride is going to be happening on the New Haven Green. Yes, really. I yeah. heard that. Yes, so, I kind of like the little festival in the little corner over there, but I, I can dig the green. I think it would be cool if we did a live show there. Do you want to do a live show? Yeah, I'll we talk can to do Patrick, it. Yeah, we can do it. I mean, on stage, in front of everyone. No, I mean it could just be like <laughs> to the side. Yeah, to the side. Like we're you know doing our show and whatnot. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but you know, it's like a lot of people live. Pressure's on. And you have to be careful what you say. A lot of people know who we are. Know who I am. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so tell you people know. to fuck off. Well, I mean, the good thing about podcasting is that, you know, because we're not on terrestrial radio, radio, what the fuck? Terrestrial radio. Um, we, We don't have to go by FCC regulations and where there's seven words that you can't say. You remember when we went on that radio station in D.C. and they sent us an email? You cannot absolutely say these seven things. Yeah. It was so hard for us not to. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> we tried so hard that not sucks. to. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, when we went to D.C. Um, for the Pride March uh, that occurred in 2019 or 2018. Uh, when, when, I was skinny. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was 2016. The TARD was just elected into office. That's right. It was right when he was elected. Yeah, yep. because we went, we had the Pride March, the Women's March happened like weeks before. Um, yeah, wow. It's been, oh my God, six years. Yeah, we haven't really had a live show. No. We did a live show right in a hotel room. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, I called the Hyatt That was Reg- so much fun. <laughs> I had the Hyatt Regency. I was like, you know, you got to book us a conference room because we need to do a show. And blah, blah. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we got there, they didn't have a conference room available. <laughs> so they upgraded us to a suite so that we can do our show in a very comfortable um, space. And nice. no charge. So, yeah, we got a suite. And we, we went, we marched, we got drunk, then we came back, we set everything up, and uh, we had a, a crazy show. We lived our lives. We sure did. <laughs> Well, that's good. I'm happy that you had a great weekend. Thank you. 
I didn't do much of anything other than I went to my friend Jack's house. Her parents came up from Georgia uh, to see the house for the first time. Oh, wow. They bought. And um, so I hung out there Saturday. Sunday, I went and started doing my little project up front. And I also got Semper. Oh, yeah. See, but you browned. So, yeah. I I read it. I I look like a tomato. Tomato. I was inside all I was weekend. trying to go for that no tan line look, but I just couldn't. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. No tan look. You look like a, yeah. like a red lobster. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't ready for that. boiling water. Not ready to be out there with wow. all hanging loose. So, damn. so needless <laughs> to say, it was um, it was a nice weekend, but, you know, there was a lot. Then yeah, a lot of work. I'm so excited for next month. <laughs> next month, it's going to be a reprieve month. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. Some downtime. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's always good. Yeah, I'm gonna take some time off. Well, how's the how's the D life? Um, not really happening. Oh, okay. But I'm kind of okay with it. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, you got it out of your system. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, so not to throw anybody under the bus, but but he's gonna yeah struggle bus. No, so I I went on another date. Uh huh. And I ran into some people that I know professionally, and this individual that I've been hanging out with, he would seem like the person that could be in a situation like that, right? And be like, you know, does he listen? Well, so to the show, no, okay. But somehow, like, one of my friends that. I ran into was talking about graduating from NYU and, and something else. And he literally like out of the blue just said, I've never heard of anyone being proud of graduating from NYU. Uh, It's NYU. Well, yeah, but like how fucking rude. So I literally turned to him. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I graduated from a state school and I'm proud of that. Like the fact that you graduated and you took the time to actually like, go through that grueling process. Right, but it was just a, like a very like pretentious. Pretentious like and like don't get me wrong, like I can tend to be bougie sometimes, but like I would never degrade someone like for that. where they went. And it just felt very weird and also they were like, you know, colleagues of mine and I was like, why well, are you going to fucking sit there and whether it was a joke or not, I would have fucking be like, "Hey dude, Simmer the fuck down. I li- well, I mean, I did. I looked at him. I was like, uh, "What? What was that? I graduated from state school, and All I'm right. proud." Yeah. yeah, but I mean, when you think about NYU, I mean, NYU is a reputable oh, school. Oh yeah, like everybody should be proud of graduating from there. It was just, I think he was trying to make a joke, and it just didn't land. Right. But it was just like one of those moments where I was like, "What the fuck?" And then like a couple other things happened. I'm like, "Uh, red yeah. flag, red flag, yeah, red flag, red flag." Yeah, and I'm like, I don't. I mean, we can hang out again and whatnot, but like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. investing. Yeah. Pat my pussy whenever I need it. Goodbye for the rest of the week. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. I like it. All right. I like those terms. Well, those are amicable terms. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I would say so. No strings attached. Yeah. Interesting. Which is something I've never done before. Hey. Yeah. She's always had strings. Yeah. So she's like a fucking, fucking puppet, strings. man. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the puppet. <laughs> somebody is. She's pulling somebody's strings. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like an anchor <laughs> well, pretty much it's like you're not going anywhere that shit's stuck between a rock and whatever's down there and mm. under that water mm. sometimes it ain't pretty 
So a, a rock in Loch Ness. In Loch Ness. <laughs> there you go. It's long, mysterious, and just sort of kind of creeps up on you whenever it just needs to, but you never see it. Mm-hmm. But she a monster. But she a monster. That bitch is a monster. No. Oh, Lord, have mercy. All right. Well, I think we need to get into some business. We need to talk about some serious stuff. And take a break or no? uh, Do you want? Oh, it's 24 minutes into. We can. You know what? Let's do that. And then jump into all that. Yeah, we we need to because we're going to need we're going to need a reset. We're going to need a meeting and a reset to discuss some of the heavy things that are coming up in the second segment. Um, So, yeah, I think you, you. I love you, girl. See, I knew Stay I kept tuned. you on. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be right back. Um, here's our break. Uh, we'll be right back. All right. Well, welcome back, ladies and gents, from our break. We've had a, t- uh, a chance to rinse, repeat, reset, have our little, you know, meetings and refill and all of that good stuff and sort of kind of get ready for this next um, very deep segment that uh, we're going to be talking about um, for what I foresee will be the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, can we go back to the opener, though? Yes, we can. So I want to go back to the opener because I think um, it speaks volumes to uh, our our government and, and what we're currently facing. Right. Um, and the fact that, you know, this Roe v. Wade thing, it's so based in Christianity and religion. And that's why I feel like it was overturned. And the reality is, yes, they want to protect an unborn fetus, but we cannot protect our kids that are going to school. Right. I mean, there are mass shootings every week. Right. So we can allow them to be born, but then once they're born, you know, we do nothing to, to protect them. To protect them and to make sure that they reach But our government is so concerned about having those children born. Right. To do nothing with them afterwards. Yeah. Which which is which to, is very to do nothing to prove Protect, protect them. them, right? Yeah. To put things in place to ensure that our children can survive to adulthood. Um, you know, because let's face it, you know, first and foremost, you know, when Columbine happened, we thought that would have been the catalyst for for some substantial um, gun legislation, right? It was heartbreaking. It was incredible uh, to see some of the footage um, that happened. Um, in that school and and then you know and we thought you know this should this should do it right and we had a weapons ban for a while and then they let it expire congress never did anything to to extend it well congress never did anything to codify roe v wade either right like they had they could have and or have had opportunities to actually put laws into effect to protect women's right to choose women's rights, right to choose and, and their health. But so here's the thing, right? So there's this thing that, that that's called precedence, right? And we had a very in-depth conversation. Remember Chris Mattoon was sitting here with us and he was Who's talking that? about, right. He's, <laughs> on, he's on a PDP right now. I know, right. <laughs> Performance, um, personal development, program right right we're we're working on oh no plan plan Plan. um and we talked about you know that there are certain things that the court just don't touch right 
um, things, you know, we, we were talking at that time that he was talking with someone who was, you know, going through the process of, of being educated in the legal, legal field. And he said, you, things like marriage equality, um, were protected. And those are things that, you know, because they set precedents, um, judges tend not to want to touch them or change them. And, um, you know, it just goes to show you that nothing is ever set in stone mm-hmm. unless we make sure that we have people in place to protect our liberties and and things that, that we hold important in our lives. Well, the biggest problem really is the fact that the Supreme Court, their job is to interpret the... Um, constitutionality the constitution and when you interpret the constitution one way for example when they ruled roe versus wade which it's a little complicated because it wasn't specifically about you know abortion right so when when they rule to do something then they're saying okay the constitution says this right this is what the constitution means when it comes to this type of situation, whether it's marriage equality, whether it's abortion rights, whatever right. it is, they make a, f- a, a firm final decision saying I've interpreted the constitution and the constitution says you are protected and, right. or you are not protected or whatever it is. Right. But that, but that also they depends. are now contradicting themselves. Well, not necessarily that 100%. That, not that heavily depends on the makeup of the court. Right. But the thing is, if a court that changes, if the makeup of the court changes, which happens all the time, right, Right. they're still, they should still uphold what the previous court has interpreted. Right. Well, yes and no. So it all depends on, you know, the initiatives taken by politicians, right? There has been this movement for the past 40 years to get, you know, um, justices in these positions to ensure that whatever agenda the Republican Party has is one that can actually be followed through, right? In the sense that, okay, this happened... We really didn't agree with it. We didn't have the majority at the time. And so we had to sort of kind of set a precedent. And, you know, Roe v. Wade happened and abortion became legal in all 50 states. And, you know, but we didn't agree with it. And now what do we do? Right. Mm -hmm. So they had this plan. They set it in motion. They had this. There's this huge community of people who are actively looking to promote set in place people that will eventually at some point have the power to overturn such precedences. And that being said, I want to talk about substance, substantive due process, right? Oh God, these are big terms. For yes, you. they are. Mm. And, and, but we have to talk about them because they're very important. So substantive due process is the principle in the United States constitutional law that allows courts to establish and protect certain fundamental rights from government interference even if the procedural protections are present or the right are unnumerated, which means that they do not need to be specifically mentioned in the Constitution of the United States. And specifically, there are four cases that followed this particular guideline, this precedence. One of them was the right to privacy, which specifically specifically surrounded the concept of contraception. That was Griswold, Griswold versus the state of Connecticut. The other one was the right to pre-viability abortion, Roe v. Wade, 
One of those was also the right to marry a person of different race, Loving versus Virginia. And finally, of course, Obergefell versus Hodge, the right to marry an individual of the same sex. All of these were decided and declared that these individuals had a right to do what it was that they wanted to do because of a thing called substantive, substantive due process, which is basically um, some unnamed unnamed rights that doesn't that, that are not specifically named in the constitution but that they were interpreted as you have these rights by nature right, right? like when we talk about the term sex in the constitution right right we they have then they have the ability to define what that means right and 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 the reason why we we call it substantive due process is because we know that the document that we're referencing constantly are you know when we think about the Constitution, this is a document that was created and written initially in the in the seventeen in the late seventeen nineties, and through its history, it has seen revisions and what we would call amendments to the Constitution, mm-hmm. which then you know allows for different things to be protected under the Constitution. But the thing is that this legal reasoning was the the back the backbone for. A lot of these monumental decisions that were made that impacted the lives of millions of Americans everywhere. And also, you have to think um, that, for example, uh, when you think about Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade basically just protected the the ability for someone to to have an abortion um, pre viability. Right. So it defined viability. Uh, as a as a means for you to be able to get an abortion, but then there was the case, for example, uh, uh, Planned Parenthood versus um, Casey, which then expanded on that and said, you know, the woman has the woman has a right to to decide her own future in cases, for example, of rape, in cases in where a child is, a 14-year-old gets molested by someone and ends up pregnant and, you know, doesn't want to go through the process of, of, of having a child at such a young age, or in essence, a woman making the right to do, having the right to do what she needs to do to ensure that she can set herself up for the future Mm -hmm. and deciding on her own rights to health. Right. And all of this, again, was decided on a process or a theory or a a law philosophy called substantive due process. So then we get to last week. The court decides that they're going to overturn the decision, that landmark decision that has been on the books since 1973. And they say, okay, well, we're just going to say that is no longer constitutionally protected and we're going to leave it to the states. And now every state can decide what they want to do with that information. Right. So immediately, as soon as the decision by the court, which usually most of these very controversial decisions happen in June, marriage equality happened in June in 2015. Mm-hmm. It is the end of the judicial um, year. Right before they start a new season or a new session, which we'll see Katanji uh, Brown Jackson join the court now, replacing Stephen Breyer. So as soon as it was overturned, the following states that you see on screen immediately had anti-abortion laws affected into 
Well, they already had them. They had them, but they couldn't enforce them because of the constitutionality behind Mm -hmm. Roe v. Wade. So you think about Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Atlanta, um, um, Alabama, Kentucky. um, I believe that is Missouri, Mm -hmm. Wisconsin, South Dakota, Utah. Those are all states that as soon as it was struck down. It is illegal to get an abortion in those states. And then you have other states that are currently in the process of going through banning abortion outright in those states in the near future. And then you think to ourselves, okay, why are we talking about this, right? As four men, or well, excuse me, three men, damn, I'm talking about an invisible person that's sitting over <laughs> four here. Four men. Three men um, sitting here behind a table and talking about this. As a gay man, Mm -hmm. as a very young gay man, and this could be your experience, this could be yours as a bisexual man, some of the closest friends that I have and that I've had for most of my life were women. Mm -hmm. Women were the first to embrace us and protect us as gay men. During the AIDS crisis, they were there for us, whether they were lesbians or not, nurses. They were the ones that stepped up and took care of us as a community. Not only was there our transgender community, but our lesbian community, women have always been at the forefront of our right to exist as men, as gay men. And it really saddens me, and I'm getting very teary-eyed as I talk about this, that we have gotten to a point in our lives and a point in our time and where we see women being attacked. Again. Again, for the amazing individuals that they are and and the fact that their rights are literally being stripped away Mm -hmm. and so as gay men and as members of our community we have to support the people that propped us up when we needed them the most and we have to go out there and we have to say that this is not right women have a right to choose their own path well what's scary to me (laughs) you know i agree with everything you said but there are one of my best friends she would love to have a child. She can't. Right. Um, and it's not because she hasn't tried. Right. You know, she has, you know, I don't need to go into specifics, but she, she can't conceive and actually just state. Um, and she has lost. Right. Several, several, you know, children. But the, the scary thing is in States that you just mentioned, right. Women such as my close friend mm-hmm. could be investigated for murder because they yes. cannot conceive. That's right. And That's that right. to me is fucking insane. Right. Right. If you are a woman and you happen to be five months into your pregnancy and you have, you lose your child. Not only is it extremely painful and devastating and devastating and life-changing and emotional you now have to answer to police departments have to answer to the state the state could be arrested and investigated uh, right for simply not being able to carry the full term yeah it's It's, scary it's It's scary or you what kind of fucking world are we living in right or you could be a 14 year old molested and raped by a family member a stranger and now you are forced to carry that child. Well, the worst part. To I, term. Well, another, you know. A reminder of, of the trauma. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, 
you know, outside of that, you know, if if a woman <laughs> does lose a child or whatnot and is afraid to go to the hospital, they are at risk for losing their own life. That's and then right. on top of that, if somebody is in that situation or mm-hmm. needs to seek an abortion in a state in which it is no longer legal, they may have to do something, I don't want to say back alley, but like... But that's exactly what they will have to do. If you and, live in a that's, state... That's dangerous. Right. Let me put this back up. If you live in any of these dark red states that you're going to see on your screen, if you are watching the live stream on video, you will most likely have to resort. If you don't have the means to travel outside of the boundaries of your state to find a state that actually supports women's health and women's right to choose, you will have to find some back alley doctor mm-hmm. that will do this for you. But there's also the, your here's, life at risk. Here's the other thing that comes into play. If you have if you are employed and you have medical insurance, right. medical insurance just covers in state. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. well, even if you were able to find a state other than yours. Right. Or in network. May, or, Sometimes yeah, you may and, go out of certain, like if you live in this tri-state area, when, when I say tri-state, I mean New York State, Connecticut, New Jersey, you might find a doctor that can operate, but that does, that kind of network doesn't exist anywhere else in the U.S. Exactly. But, so. uh, but also, like, if you have an, an, entopic, uh, an entopic pregnancy or, or um, a complication where you technically will lose the child but can't have an abortion and can't go to a hospital in one of these states and have to travel to another state to have a procedure done, you might not make it. Yes. Right. And you know what, Jay, I want to toss it over to you because you have a lot of girls in your life. You do. You have a <laughs> lot do. of daughters. Like, How did they react? How did you react to this? It's, it's a crock of shit. I mean, it, it's unfortunately, I've, I've had family members that have lost pregnancies. Um, I had a, a family member. I won't mention what side or whatnot, but um, sorry, that's mom. That's okay. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, she unfortunately lost the child and she had to give birth to to the fetus in order because they wouldn't do you know it that's traumatizing yeah. just and it was unfortunately due to uh, you know illness uh which can occur to women from time to time but just going through that process it's been three years i think now right. since it occurred and she's still dealing with it three years later it's- Listen, and, and I, I it, can't begin to understand so what now, it's like, yeah. but I'm sh- I can almost certainly say it's very traumatic. It's very traumatic. It, it takes a toll on the, on the women. It takes a toll on their body. It takes on, on their mental health. Uh, it's huge, huge, you know, mm-hmm. hit. Um, you know, you're looking at people making decisions that, like I've always said, they're old school. They're not in tune with today's lifestyles. Um making decisions based on when they were younger <laughs> 80 right. years ago, 50 years ago, stuff that doesn't fall into play. And then you look at the people passing the laws, you know, Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Okay. I understand this is your view on it, but at one point wasn't, uh, what's his name? Um, God, Clarence, Clarence Thomas. 
His wife is is Caucasian. Well, she's a, a white woman. Crazy white woman. Which is the point so was, that I wanted was to make. It, yeah, wasn't their marriage considered illegal at one point? So their marriage was considered illegal until 1967, when the right to marry a person of a different race, in the case of Loving versus Virginia, established that that was it was constitutional to do that. Right. And so that's the important thing. So the substantive due process has allowed for us to have all four of these very like life changing landmark rulings that came from the Supreme Court. And so interesting that you mentioned Thomas, because he recently went on to say that he wants the Supreme Court to overturn landmark rulings that legalize contraception, same sex marriage, and obviously Roe v. Wade, which was the the constitutional protection to abortion, all of them, but failed to mention the very one decision that allowed him to marry his that wife. That would impact him mm-hmm. directly. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so when you think about the impartial the impartiality of this man's reasoning, it's just fucking hypocritical. And it pisses me the fuck off. Because here's the thing. Now he's saying that because Roe v. Wade was decided on this very process called substantive due process, and I keep repeating that because I want you all to do your homework. I want you all to go out there and really take a look at how many cases have been decided with this particular legal reasoning. The issue is that because they just overturned Roe v. Wade, which was decided on this legal reasoning, they can, in a sense, overturn the right to contraception, the right for one to marry someone in the same sex, the right to, you know, for example, marry a person of a different race because they were all decided on the on the same premise. And that is the risk that we as a community are facing now on the heels of women losing the right to choose and decide their own health. Mm-hmm. And it's huge and it's massive. And so if you're a member of the LGBTQ plus community and you have just gotten married, you have just, you know, you got married anytime after 2015, I would start looking for alternative ways to legalize protections for yourself to ensure that your partner has access to your documents, your, your has access to make decisions on your life have access to your financial uh, gains together because we are heading in a direction in where potentially marriage equality could be on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, if you're not, I mean, if you're not in a uh, state that passed, uh, you know, marriage equality. marriage equality prior to the national um, ruling right which that, is 34 states so far right then you technically if you i don't want to take away from what we were talking about because i think it's very important to lift up the fact that that just happened but the reality is this is going to be a snowball oh of course it and is. and i think it that is. it's very important to highlight the fact that if these states don't get on board before something is brought to the court and or overturned a lot of people will lose the, they, they won't be married anymore on a, they on won't a have federal tax benefits. level on a federal level but, it but, impacts a lot on a federal level but then if the state itself had not just like those states right had not passed marriage equality then you don't have marriage equality if you right. live in a state that it wasn't passed in right so and when you, you think need, about when you think about for example california the prop eight overturned the right to marry in california mm-hmm. and the reason why 
Prop 8 was struck down was because of, you know, Edith um, Windsor mm-hmm. and the case between Obergefell versus Hodge, right? And so if marriage equality is invalidated at the federal level, that means states like California, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, um, will revert back to what Prop 8 had in its, in its place, mm-hmm. right? And any other state that doesn't have, like you said, marriage equality will prevent you from seeking benefits on a federal level. And even states that do have marriage equality will see federal level level benefits impacted. For example, the right to collect Social Security on your dead spouse, you know, or benefits um, that would, you know, impact your life in regards to things that you've earned that are recognized federally will only now be recognized on a state level. But also like beyond that, it's like if something happens to your partner and you're no longer recognized as their legal spouse, you can be kicked out of a hospital room. You can be removed from any decision making. You Literally, like it, we're literally. It could denied medical insurance coverage. Yeah, right. Like it, it, it could be not only devastating for a family, right, and also like to that point, like what happens to adoptive children if a marriage is technically annulled by the government? Right. So would that affect would that affect a family? Oh, oh of course. I mean, it would fa- it would affect the, the makeup of who has responsibility for a specific child. OK, like who's entitled to be the actual adopt adoptive parent of this individual. Right. Or you would see a mass exodus from states in where people are living that don't recognize same sex marriages and perhaps maybe move into states that will take those marriage licenses that were issued at one point in time that were granted that recognize them federally, they would now have to move to states that, you know, um, have um, same, same sex marriage protected constitutionally at the state level. You know, it's interesting that one of my coworkers, by the way, and and I want to um, talk a little bit about this. His name is Paul Rummel. Yes, I'm going to name drop. And the reason why I'm name dropping is because his case was public. Before we had marriage equality in 2015, his marriage to his, his husband, Ben, um, was the landmark case in the state of Oregon in deciding the overturn of the ban on same-sex marriage in that state. And, um, and, and I found this out. I was just like completely in awe. I was like, oh my God, like you guys really took an opportunity to go through and, and, and fight the state and won. And you have a loving couple. They have a son they, they adopted and beautiful doggies. By the way, they're, they're, they're doggy parents as well. And it, it just, to me, it's just, it, this is going to be a snowball effect. It, it, they're not going to stop at Roe v. Wade. And aside from marriage equality, I want, I want to bring the conversation back to women. I want to bring the conversation back to how important it is for us as a community to support the women who are going to go through hell with this, this decision and how do we move forward and how do we do what we need to do? Well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> there's not much we can do. I mean, we have to, we have to rely on, you know, Congress is the only option we have at this point for them to actually enact a law, 
and that's a law. That will codify Roe into law, and not Roe, but abortion rights. Like uh, Roe Ro, Ro versus Wade, they ruled on um, a woman's right to privacy. Right. So but, that would allow them then to have an abortion. It wasn't right. specifically about abortion. So it when when I mean it was specifically about abortion, but it was ruled based on the privacy, the right to privacy. So right. they would need to enact a law in which clearly states that a woman has a right, right to choose. A woman has a right to choose and, and a right to make decision on their reproductive health. 100%. Period. That's what it, that's what it, it it's not about. Right. It is about privacy, but it's not about privacy. It's like specifically it has to be about and say specifically abortion. Right. Now, I tend not to be very doomsday type of person. Although I do say a lot of things and I'm like I do warned you. Remember you. like yeah. like what is it? Two years ago? Uh-huh. What did I say? No, it was like the, during the Trump era. Yeah, I was like, the world's going to end. So here's another doomsday scenario for you. Keep in mind that we have a midterm election coming up. Oh, God. We're going to lose Literally in four months. Yeah. A presidential election coming up in two years. And I can guarantee you. One thousand percent that if Republicans gain control of the House and they gain control of the Senate and two years later have a Republican president in office, hopefully not Cheeto Jesus or whatever MAGA Jesus. Is that what they call him? (laughs) Um, I can guarantee you. That one of SB1, SB0001, is going to be a national ban on abortion. Because then they will have the power to legislatively say, we approve it in the House, approve it in the Senate, and a president to put his fucking signature on it. And now that the court has decided they want nothing else to do with it, they're not going to take it up again and say, oh no, we fucked up, we're going to you know, reverse our overturn of Roe v. Wade. The only way women get their life and their health and their rights back is to legislatively pass a law that makes it law across all 50 states. But if we lose the House, lose the Senate, and get a Republican president in office in 2024, that'll be SB1. I I am calling it now. And in 2024, you can tell me I'm wrong, but for now, I'm calling it. That is exactly what they're going to do. That is going to be priority legislation number one. That is exactly what they're going to do. They're going to ask for an overturn on marriage equality, but number one is going to be a national ban on abortion. Well, I think, I mean, I... I don't know what's going to happen with the presidential election, but I definitely think we're going to lose the House. There is a potential in, we might in, lose in, the House and the Senate. Yeah, in the midterms. I, I think that's right. um, more... And our only safety... I think that's more of like a re... I think it's... It's just... I think it's going to happen. Right. So it's, it's, in our it's only safety... It's a snowball safety, effect, period. It's, it's what you expect to happen. And our only safety is the fact that we know we're going to have Biden for two more years. So, any, which is a good point, though, because it's good. 
Wait, because there is a way to remove a Supreme Court justice. They do have a life term appointment. Right, but they can be impeached. They can be impeached. And if that were to happen, it has to go through the the U.S. House and the Senate. Right. And so now... If they do it now... Now would be the time to call your, your... Congresswoman, congressmen, senators, call them now right. and make it happen now because right. this motherfucker is a psychopath. So we have two options. They can do it now and clearly get someone in there to level or balance the court. Or we can actually go through the legislative process of expanding the court. And adding more justices, which is, yeah, which is something that, you know, Biden was against in the beginning, but then he said, oh, maybe I might consider it, but it still takes a legislative process. Biden doesn't have the power to say, I want to expand the court by three more justices to tip the balance. It's going to be very, very crazy for the next two years. This election coming up in November is going to be very consequential. So to all of you who are pissed off, who are fired up, who are thinking to themselves, how could this have happened? Get out there, take your friends, and fucking vote. And fucking vote like your life depends on it because it fucking does. Every single day, it does. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we may prevent uh, the Republican Party from holding majority in any of these two houses that will then give them the power in 2024 if Biden is not elected president and a Republican president comes in to actually see the process of a legislative um, bill brought through all the way through the presidential signing. Well, here's another issue, right? Uh And we've talked about this before, but it's like you have a Democratic president. Mm Mm-hmm. And then midterms come around and everything flips. Right. It's like there. We have a big issue in this country when it comes to the fact that we are now like turning into a handmaid's tale. But for real, the reality is (laughs) the reason it's tale. Yes. The reason it keeps happening is because there's no middle fucking ground. People can't work together. Right. Like, I'm like all these, you know, uh, senators and Congress women and men, they have kids. I'm sure like 75 to 95 percent of them are like, this is crazy. Like, we shouldn't have done that. That shouldn't have happened. Right. But because there's no middle ground and no one will work together. Right. Like. And we want a third party. We want a fourth party, but we can't get enough people to vote for any of these individuals to to make it so. And so all we have is republicans it's like every single time you see you know a a congresswoman or man or a senator a congressperson whatever it doesn't matter come out and (laughs) say come out and say like oh you're right it does um come out and say like oh i changed my views on marriage equality because my son's gay or my daughter's gay or my daughter's trans trans or whatever it's always because it's now affecting them so when when this fucking decision starts affecting all of our representatives what are they going to do right because it's it's gonna it's going to right are they going to just hide it and the interesting thing is take them to the back alley right 
Well, here's the thing. So while abortion is now no longer protected nationally, and certain states can ban abortion if they want to, and they've codified it into law or have those laws just waiting there in, in the midst for Roe v. Wade to be overturned, I can guarantee you that senators and Congress people or persons in those states will definitely have access to safe, you know, abortions when they don't want certain things to be disclosed to the public that they've been having extramarital affairs or that they got somebody pregnant. And um, so they'll make sure that they have safe access to abortions, cross state lines, you know, but try to tell someone who's coming from Texas and travels to New York to get an abortion that they did something wrong and that they broke broke some sort of law and that when they come back home, they're going to get arrested because. But don't you also think that like, this is, it's so, um, what, what scares me, I think the most is the fact that a decision like this is a huge statement in the fact that feels as though our government is starting to, fall back into retract. No, it's not even that. It's like they they're falling back into a a mindset of religion is more um uh valued or or has more weight than it, it's than the driving factor. than humanity. Right. Well, on on that side of, you know, the aisle, and I say that loosely, the Republican Party, for them, religion is the driving factor for a lot of the policies that they are pushing, right? Um, because they realize that their base, 100%, but like it's- their base is evangelicals and this particular demographic of people that are saying, we don't agree with this and you need to do something about that. Otherwise, you know, we're not going to give you money. Like I'm so fucking over it. Like I don't care if you fucking agree with it. If you don't agree with it, go to your church. Believe in what you believe in. You'll go wherever you go when you pass away. But at the end of the day, your opinion shouldn't affect the general populace. Like, your opinion, your religious opinion should have no effect on our governmental structure or on our governmental decisions. But it does. I know it does, and that's fucked up because there's supposed to be a separation of church and state thank you motherfucker but there never has been even on the dollar bill it says in god we trust right but uh, i'll have a story on that but i won't get into that today um but (laughs) (laughs) well i mean if 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 i my belief my belief let's go if if the church has an opinion on this which it has should also be taxed like everyone else pay to play Thank you. That's right. Pay to play. But that's if the I thing. can't be tr- if I can't be trusted to make a decision for my health as a female, you would say, well, why would the fuck would you trust me with a child? Right. You don't trust me to make a decision, but you're trusting me with a child. And right. also, like, <laughs> that makes okay. no fucking sense. But there are also like there are there are families that you know they may have one or two children or no children. But like, may make a decision to not have one because they can't afford it. Why bring a child into this world if you can't right. provide for that child? Right. Well, I mean, right wing Republican religious zealots may say, "Well, you can put it up for adoption," but we have over four hundred and fifty, five hundred thousand children right now in the in you the know, system. In the system, not to mention that don't have homes. And right, not to not not to mention you're right. 
all those kids that are are looking for for homes internationally it's like we can't even put the ones that we currently have in the system in a home and it's so hard to adopt right it's not an easy process you, and in no way is this conversation saying that those children that are in care are in foster care that don't have that support aren't valued we value them but the point that we're trying to make here is the fact that why create an environment in which we continue to put kids in a position where they have no family no means we're setting them up to fail yeah in a sense and it's heartbreaking because the majority of the time the children that fall in that system are kids that are minorities black and brown babies you know depending on where people want to go and adopt and they might be you know asian babies it's a very common thing for white people to adopt asian babies from china for example or from some other Vietnam asian country and and so for me it's like listen if you are a loving human and you want to adopt a child my hat to you that is amazing. It is a loving thing to do to give someone a future that otherwise they would have never had. But if you are a, a person who knows that this is not what you need, what you want, what you can't do right now, you should have the right to choose that for yourself. And government should not be the people or the authority to tell you that you can't do that anywhere that you live, period. And it's sad. The decision that was rendered by the court, we believe, at least I believe, was the wrong one. It has caused turmoil to the point where I think I read Alabama actually had to put a stay on its um, ban on abortion because of the, the, the I, I'm not going to say riots because they're not riots, but the, the protests Protesting. that are happening at this moment. Um, this is crazy. We're living in a very crazy, you know, who mentioned it? Was it you or you who said um, hands made ha- hands made tale um, world and in, in where, you know, government at this point is being too intrusive and in, in what you are allowed and not to do. And I will tell you one thing. This is not the, the last thing they're going to attack. But if I ta- so, oh, here's another. So interestingly enough. <laughs> Mr. Thomas, I think we talked about this a little bit ago, but I can't remember, um, basically said that he wants the court to reconsider um, landmark rulings, like, for example, the legalization of contraception, same-sex marriage, uh, and sodomy laws. So, interestingly (laughs) enough, you know, in Texas, it was illegal to, to have butt sex, and it wasn't until it was constitution you know it brought to the supreme court and they said you know that 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 was unconstitutional again because of right to privacy and the use of what we call the substantive due process um supreme court realized or or ruled that you know what what they do behind closed doors is none of your fucking business so you can either um reverse sodomy laws or 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 bring them back or basically undo what you've already done nationally. Um, or you can overturn marriage equality, but you can't do one without doing the other, right? It's like, because let's say, for example, you overturned the decision that made um, 
butt sex legal in all 50 states, right? And so basically what you're saying, okay, butt sex is illegal in all 50 states, but marriage equality is still legal. So wait, wait, isn't that like the main way that gay men have sex? So how can you leave one on the books while you're striking down the other one? One sort of kind of goes hand in hand. So if marriage equality is struck down, you best to believe you get fucked. Mm-hmm. If you get fucked or if you get caught fucking a man up the ass. <laughs> you're fucked. I guess you got to keep your ass in the window. Um, yeah. Pretty much. Got to put it out on display. Just a don't display let case. Touch it. Exactly. <laughs> But that's the reality that we're living in. Yeah. You can't strike one down without striking the other. And so immediately, as soon as any of these potentially get overturned, you can't have butt sex in Texas. So for all you gays out there in Austin and, you know, the Oaklawn section of Dallas, keep an eye out. I'm just saying. I see Texas splitting in half. Oh, so North Texas, South Texas, and all of the laws. Gay Texas yeah. in between. Yeah. Right? yeah. Splitting in half. Somewhere in the middle. Pun intended. So, before, before we wrap this right. up, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you <clears throat> read this, but um, I read something about Biden saying that this fall, Roe is actually on the ballot, which means the right to privacy, liberty, and equality is our choice. Of course um, it is, because we need to vote. Right. So if we vote, right. then for within our state, right, right, then if it's on the ballot, maybe things can change in your state. So get out there and vote. Right. But that is only in states that support such measures and they currently have them on the books. But when you think about, again, let's let's put these states back up, because this is important. People, if you live in any of these states... Know who your politicians are and who is supporting and who is not supporting your rights to exist as a human and your rights to actually make your own decisions privately. You know, if you live in any of these states or in any of these other like orange labeled states that are potentially going to pass something that restricts your rights, you should be aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, South Dakota, Wisconsin, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana. Alabama, Oklahoma, Utah, Kentucky. These are all states that actually have bans on abortions right away. And I would guarantee that if something else were to happen in regards to any of these other decisions that were made using the substantive due process, they would also probably put something on the books that would ban those two. So, you know, you're right. You're right. Your life, your decisions to health are on the ballot in November. But keep in mind that if we keep the House, we need a substantial amount of senators that are Democratic, at least 60 of them, to pass any meaningful legislation that requires you to overcome that filibuster, which means you need 60 votes or more right, to pass such legislation. And that is the hurdle. Right. If we don't get 60 votes because we don't have 60 Democrats, how many Republicans can we get to cross that line to make it a legislative win? I don't know. We're in a catch 22. It's insane. <clears throat> and then yeah, and you also got to re- consider that that one of these laws, the, the, the right for the contraceptives. Right. 
that's that's not just veered veered towards LGBT individuals. That that was actually a suit for married couples when it was passed. The what? The the contracept the right to contraceptives. Right. For a married couple. It had nothing to do with same sex no, yeah, marriage. It exactly, was just married yeah, couples. Married couples. So I mean it still does affect. Right. So I, I actually want to address a question. Couples, so yes. our amazing, loving and forever, you know, fan, Mama Kim, said, So like with marriage equality, if enough states vote to allow abortions, will it become the law of the land? So the the question is a good question, and the answer is no. Right, because if we remember with marriage equality, 34 states had already either said that they would support marriage equality or not. And it took a case, Obergefell versus Hodge, to bring that case through the process, through the legal process, all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said at that point in time, okay, we're finally just going to give up and say, yes, it is the law of the land. And not only 34 states, but all 50 states will now have to accept marriage equality. The same thing would be with uh, with ab- abortion. Yeah, the reasoning behind that mainly is because, uh, I mean, the w- when it comes to marriage equality, it went to the court before it passed, a couple years before it passed. Many times but in different court, circuit courts. The court literally sent it back saying, we're not ready to rule on this. We right. want it to percolate in the states a little bit more. Right. Mainly because they want to get buy-in from their constituencies, right? They want they want the American people to say, yes, this is something we should do. Right. Um, and if, if you get a certain amount of buy-in or a certain amount of states that are like, yes, we believe in this, right. marriage equality is legal in our state or, you know, abortion is legal in our state and you get to a certain amount point then the court then has more of more leverage and more um sway to say or it liberty is, to it, just make that decision yeah, the right decision right, right. because yeah. because they're no, they now know that uh you know higher than a 50 percent portion of the american people actually believe in this right but we could have a situation where 49 states are against you know uh, or are for um a, a, you know a woman's right to choose and one state holds out but given the reversal of, of this landmark ruling, the Supreme Court may decide we're not going to deal with that. So we're going to let that state just be that one, you know, holdout like Arizona and, not, and refusing to change their time zones when we go back and forth <laughs> from, you know, um, daylight savings times to not. Um, and, you know, it just literally someone in that state would have to sue and write it out through the through the legal process for it to get to the Supreme Court for them to make a decision on it. And that, unfortunately, is just our process. So, no, unfortunately not. You know, um, even if the majority of states decided they wanted to to protect a woman's right to choose um, at this point, you know, given the current makeup of the court, they may not even decide to take the case at all and send it right back to that state. And again, that state would have the autonomy to decide what they want to do internally, uh, which could have ramifications for all of the other states that live, you know, on the other side. It's no different than when you're trying to do a constitutional amendment that requires a certain amount of states to pass it. Um, for it to be ratified in our constitution nationally, right? And so, but that's not the case. We're not talking about 
constitutional, a proposed constitutional amendment, uh, which would put Roe v. Wade or, or, you know, a woman's right to choose on the constitution that would require that a certain amount of states would codify it or, or agree to that and then send it back to DC for them to, you know, create a new article, um, in the constitution per se. So no, the answer is no. Hard stop now, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Uh, not an easy conversation to have. Um, you know, I can't pretend to understand what women are going through right now. Um, but know this, that I will, in whatever capacity I can, support a woman's right to choose. Um, you know, they have been our biggest supporters as as gay men. And I have a lot of friends. The majority of my friends, aside from you bitches, are women. And I love them dearly. And it's really it really saddens me today that um, we wake up in an America and where... They don't have a right. They're not. They're second class citizens. Yeah. And it's sad. Uh, and it's sad. Uh, yeah. And I think we're going to close it there. Yeah. So, um, all right. That being said, let's bring it home, boys. It's been an interesting conversation. All right. Well, I'm going to toss it over to uh, Jay for Shit. On This Day in Gay History. Are you ready? No. Oh, <laughs> shit. I didn't do Mama Kim's minute. No, we're, we're Sorry, Mama Kim. Do. It's not happening today. <laughs> Love you. But, but I mean, she interacted with us. We, we had a yeah, question. Yeah, we did. We did. <clears throat> so here we go. On this day, and get, this was a heavy subject. Everybody's kind of out of it right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, June 27th, in the year of 2017, Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia begins offering gender-neutral options for residents. On June 27, 2017, residents of the District of Columbia uh, now offered the option to list their ID as gender-neutral. Their ID will be marked as an X for those who chose that option. Washington, D.C., implementing this policy makes them the first jurisdiction to do so. Yes, Queen. I just wish D.C. would become a state. Yeah. I really do, because I know that if they did, we would have two more senators that would be Democratic, which would add to our advantage. And then they would have representatives uh, equal to the amount of most states in the U.S. Yes. They would add more members of Congress, right? Because for every, you know, 20,000 or 30,000 constituents, you get a representative. And there's more people in D.C. than in the entire fucking state of North Dakota. True. I'm just saying. True, true. So, um, all right. Um, do we have anything else that we need to announce? No. Uh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold on. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Mm -mm -mm. So, like I do every year, um, podcast, the National Podcast People's Choice Awards um, nominations open up this Friday. So, if you are interested in nominating what is this crazy <laughs> show <laughs> we've been gunning for that shit for six fucking years no only three three years mm -hmm. this okay. is it this is our year we're gonna get it we'll we're put the link on we'll put the link on uh the thing you know what i'm trying to on say the, on tonight's post <laughs> <Yeah>. tonight's post <laughs> i got this i'm exhausted leave me alone <laughs> on the thing <laughs> on the thing we're gonna put the thing on the thing uh all right tom Take it away, intern. 
No. <laughs> I'm reading Mama Kim's response. Yeah, well, you should be reading the announcements. Oh, she is nasty. All right. Well, ladies and gents, uh, where am I? If you love our show. Are we there? Mm-hmm. Is that where we're at? All right. Well, if you love our... No, wait. I feel like I'm f- missing something. That's because we didn't do Mama, Mama Kim's, Kim's Minute. Kim's oh, okay. Minutes. All right. Well, if you love the show, make sure you go subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as our episodes are published. You can also support us on Patreon, which allows you, our listeners, to support the show with a monetary donation, which we collect monthly and can be in any domination of a dollar or more. Am I speaking cursive? No, not really. No. I feel like I am. A little bit. A little bit. A little little bit. bit. (laughs) Okay. So I guess next week we are taking a break to observe the holiday and reflect on how truly free we are. And given the new landscape. Free. Free. Free we are. (laughs) We're given the new landscape and how we navigate a world post Roe versus Wade. Mm. Yes, ma'am. And we have no thanks to give today. So what I will say is, fuck you, just Justice Clarence Thomas. Uh-huh. Fuck off. You. Right. Not only him, <laughs> but Neil Gorsuch, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, and I, I can't remember which one of those fuckers. Whether it's Briar or Briar's the one that's retired. Welcome to. Right? We don't care. It's it's one of those one of those ones that that is there that is not retiring. The one that was retiring is sort of kind of liberal in a sense. I can't remember the other fucker's name, but yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> all right, well, ladies and gents, and here now here's Nick with our weekly reminder for all of you bottoms out there who want to just keep your buttholes on point. Yes, we are talking about the future method, so I'm gonna give her some love. And here she goes. Thank you. All right, in lighter news, Muse, get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. The first of its kind doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. All right. That's for you. Clarence Thomas. And while it's still legal, <laughs> let's put a rubber on it. <laughs> right? Girl! Were you sitting were you, on that one? Just, oh, she, just the, came to me. She was thinking about that yeah, shit the whole time. fucking show. She was like, I know this is what I'm going to say, and I'm not going to fuck it up. I'm not no. going to fuck it up. I'm not going to fuck it I, up. I, I, I was going to go with my usual ring, but, you know, uh-huh. since uh, our boy Chris decided not to show up, I know. I figured I show him up a little. She's on timeout. She's in trouble. Elsa's uh-huh. going to send her a document. And some docs PDP. she needs to sign. And as always, our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, on their audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. You can find us on social media, Facebook, GayTalk 2.0, Instagram, GayTalk 2.0, Twitter, at GayTalk20. You can email us at GayTalk2.0 at GayTalk20.com. Tom? I don't think it's going to go well. I know. <laughs> if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the Contact Us tab located at the top of the web browser there. There, you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. You can also call us and leave us your questions on our voicemail. 
our phone number is 334-GAY-TALK. And if you need all those digits, it is 334-429-8255. I'm talking slower because I'm trying to remember all those numbers. It's nasty. And... um. Don't forget, we do stream live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can access that live stream by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. With that, ladies and gents, that is our show. Thank you, and y'all have a good night. Bye! Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish. Bye.